This is the one. This is it. This is the fucking podcast of all podcasts. It's the motherfucking holy grail. It's like, it's like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I think that we'd be shocked if we walked through some of our schools today from USA Today. Today's schools are cursed by an increase in swearing with language that would stand a sailor's hair on end. In a recent poll of high school principals, 89% said they face profane language every day. How sad, Jack. Our teenagers. You are now listening to the world's stupidest podcast ever. <laughs> This is the GTFOH podcast. We have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. What it is, what it is, what it do, what it do. Feeling good, but the world's going to shit. I'm feeling good, yeah, I'm feeling good. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Recognize. Wait, 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 hold on a second. Before I say who I am, let me let you know where the fuck you at. Welcome to the GTFOH Podcast, episode 21, lucky number 21. It's your boy, Recognize. My friends call me Rec. It's Billboard Baggins if you're nerdy, but Billy Baggins if you're nasty. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I hope you're having a decent week. How the fuck y'all feeling? How's it going out there? Is it getting worse? Is it getting better? I have no idea. It feels like all of that at the same time feels like it's getting worse and getting better at the same time. And I'm confused. I don't know where to go, what to do. Oh, God. Fuck. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to get through it. I'm just trying to get through it with y'all. Well, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, yeah, we out here, though. We out here doing what we can. We just got to keep on pushing on. Keep on pushing on. You know. You know what it is. Uh, let me say shout out quickly to the monthly supporters. You know who you are. You are the corporate sponsor. So, you know what I'm saying? Corporations are people, too. Shane Lawson. Uh, Christopher Carbajal. Declan Johnston. Lucas Steven. Kaylee Carr. Paul Reed. Cat Will. Vinos Suthakaran. Sutha Karen. Sutha Karen. I, like, I like saying your last name, Vinos. Sutha Karen. Sutha Karen. Amanda Churchin. What up? Dylan Shackelford. Sam Robinson, a.k.a. Sam So Tiny, a.k.a. Restart the Motherfucking App. Julio Martinez, uh, Cody Ulmer, what up? Gia Saucedo, the one and only Latasha Mayhew, Robert Rousseau, Sadlock, Casey Robbins, Maggie Long, Priscilla Palacios, Randy Katen, Brandon Mullen, I always say, I always want to say Brandy, uh, Denny Gagnay, French for win, Austin Chenoweth, Norm and Christina Valenzuela, otherwise known as the voice you hear on the intro of this show, shout out to Christina Valenzuela, our first supporter, our first voicemail for the whole show, not, a, not only was it the first one, but it's also used in the intro of this goddamn show, your checks in the mail, Christina, uh, royalty check on the way. Uh, I think it's for enough uh, for buffet, but there are no buffets anymore, so uh, that's gonna be tough. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna work it out. Um, so here we go, folks. You know, um, it's just it's just another one of them weeks. I don't I don't know. 
I don't know, fresh off the release of Meridian 2 uh, EP. Got a really good response, really good feedback from that music, and I'm feeling good about that. And it's kind of just motivated me and inspired me even more to keep this fucking party rolling. Um, we got new Burns music coming up. Uh, I'm loading up to, I'm about to submit my next EP uh, for processing to get released and shit. So, and then we got Mayday stuff coming up. So it's just like the factory is fucking open, motherfuckers. Um, we have a ton of music ton of music and i got a couple of weeks at home uh to prepare and then i'm heading to kansas city damn i might have to record my show before i go to kansas city or i might have to do it on site live from kansas city fucking missouri um so yeah i'm going to kansas city in a couple of weeks to shoot some videos uh, some music videos it's gonna be interesting i uh, traveling already during the pandemic i'm not looking forward to but then on top of that um uh, shooting videos is going to be an interesting challenge as well uh we'll see how that goes um all right so that's really all i got for the small talk today um this week anyway so uh yeah i just want to say uh one more time thank you to everybody for supporting the music i really appreciate it that's really why i'm here talking to you in the first place anyways you already know uh so to everybody streaming meridian one and meridian two consistently i really appreciate you guys um as we speak right now right at this moment of recording uh, meridian two on spotify and this is just spotify is sitting at 60,389 all-time streams uh which is very cool and uh, Meridian 1 is um, at 196,060, yeah, 196.6 thousand streams. Uh, very cool. Um, so yeah, there it is. I don't know. It's weird because we never release music like this. So I don't know if it's good. I don't know. I don't know. Anything more than zero streams is good to me. You know what I mean? So I'm just appreciative for you guys supporting the fucking music. Um, I can't thank you enough. So with that being said, there's some headlines out there we need to get to. So let's fucking unleash our fucking inner absurd detectives. Loosen our belts and give me some head. Line. Getting, 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 I was getting some head, getting, getting some head, getting, getting some head, getting, getting some head, lines, getting some head, getting, getting some head, lines. She's the kind of girl to make your toes pop. At 11, paying more at the grocer but getting less will tell you how to get the most. The fuck are you doing? We need to acknowledge an unfortunate mistake that I made and one of the teases we bring to you before this program. While we were live just after 10 o'clock, I said a word that many people find offensive. I'm truly sorry. It was a mistake on my part, and I sincerely apologize. Yeah, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be mine? Won't you get the fuck out of here? What the fuck is going on in Yellowstone National Park? Golly. Last week, we had uh, the vice president of that motherfucker out there hammering golf balls into a fucking protected national monument otherwise known as Half Dome. My sister uh, has actually been there. She told me about it after the episode aired and was telling me it's breathtaking in person. Um, I didn't get the impression that my sister had the urge to hammer golf balls at the fucking Half Dome. Um, So, yeah. 
Um, I don't know what the fuck that guy was thinking. And then his wife posting it. I don't know what the fuck she was thinking either. But we got a new contestant for our beautiful show here this week. Um, and she she's old enough where you would think she might know better. Uh, um, 72 years old, to be exact. Bison gores woman in Yellowstone National Park after multiple close approaches. Sounds like our kind of story. Let's strap in and go for a ride. A bison gored a 72-year-old woman in Yellowstone National Park after she, quote, approached within 10 feet of a bison multiple times to take its photo. I don't know if she's aware, but we're in the year 2020 where everything is fucked. So it's probably not the greatest idea to tempt fate in 2020. I barely leave my house anymore. I go to the studio uh, to work with my cluster of fucking Mayday, you know, brethren, and we do our music, and then I go home, and then sometimes I go to the grocery store, and that's really about it. I took the kids to the zoo the other day, that was cool, it was very empty, and we wore our masks, and it was, we just walked around, saw some animals, that was kind of cool. But other than that, like, random occurrence, I'm not really trying to tempt fate, fuck it. I'm just going to stay in. I got a Nintendo Switch. I got an Xbox. I got fucking, you know what I'm saying? I got keyboards and shit to play with. I got shit to play with. I'm, fuck it. Um, I don't know. So I'm just saying, don't tempt fate. So probably not the greatest idea to uh, try to get a selfie with a fucking bison. Uh, the press release said the incident occurred last Thursday evening at the California Woman's Campsite at Bridge Bay Campground. Fuck yeah. The woman was transported to Eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center via helicopter after rangers provided immediate care on site for multiple goring wounds. She was probably just like, damn, I'm 72, you know, I'm getting up in my years, I don't know how much time I got left, you know what I'm saying, None, but nobody in my family made it past 80, and I'm thinking, you know what, I want to get gored, you know, I never got gored, I saw Paris, that was on my list. But I wanted to really get a good fucking goring, you know? Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, I just need a goring before I leave this fucking earth of ours, you know? Um, no further information about her condition was immediately available, uh, but the series of events that led to the goring suggest that the bison was threatened by being repeatedly approached to within 10 feet. Back up, bitch. Back up, bitch. I don't want to take no pictures, all right? Back up, grandma. The fuck? Um, bison are wild animals that respond to threats by displaying aggressive behaviors like pawing the ground, snorting, bobbing their head, be uh, bellowing, 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 and raising their tail. If that doesn't make the threat, in this instance it was a person, move away, a threatened bison may charge. That's a charging bison, that's what we call that, charging bison. To be safe around bison, you need to stay at least 25 yards away. Move away if they approach and run away or find cover if they charge. That is Yellowstone senior bison biologist. Damn, he there's a position for that? He's the, yo, uh, hey, how you doing? You got a great resume. Uh, yes, we're looking for a senior bison biologist. All right, that's your whole job. Good luck with all of that. Uh, his name is Chris Jeremia, and I don't know why, but he has a country accent today. So, Chris, thank you for your comments. Um... There you go. Social distance, baby. The animal that invented social distancing, apparently, is the bison. Six feet away? Nah. How about 25 yards away, bitch? Uh, stay away. Or gore, fucking gore your ass. You know what I'm saying? I'm gorephobic. Nah, that was stupid. <laughs> uh, I told you, I don't know whether things are getting better or worse. 
Well, the incident remains under investigation, and uh, there's no further updates at the time. But Yellowstone National Park is getting is getting interesting. Uh, we might have to turn that into a whole segment if Yellowstone keeps up with this kind of action. Get the fuck out of here! I know. I'm pretty sure they won't. Um, all right, moving on. Get the fuck out of here! All right, folks. We got a couple of classic, very, very, very tantalizing stories out of the UK uh, this fucking week. Uh, at least I actually, this one is covered by a UK paper, but it's actually not in the UK. It's in Colombia. Uh, porn star wanted by police after filming sex scene on bus without face mask. Damn. Police in Colombia are looking for an adult performer named Ascorey Keori Dominique, who was seen in a video upload to Pornhub on a bus without a face mask, therefore breaking regulations. Okay. I want to live in America. Uh, Damn, okay. Colombians be thick as fuck, always. What's up with that shit? Kaori Dominique. Dominique, she got some black chatters. Hello, Kaori. I'm sorry. Did you guys, uh, is this show not supposed to be sexist? <laughs> I can say that, right? I don't even know what I could say anymore in this world. Can I say she has big titties? Is that cool? Is that, un- is that acceptable? Is that sexist? No, right? If she has big titties, she has big titties. What the fuck? I don't even know what I could say anymore. I, it's tough having a show like this in this day and age. Nobody knows what they can say. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you want to cancel me because I said she had big titties, you can fucking go ahead and do it. Cancel away, bitch. All right? <laughs> Anyways, Miss Dominique, with the large breasts, um, is a porn star who allegedly filmed a sex scene uh, on the bus. How the fuck do you do that? This is a public bus. Damn. The public bus, public transit in Colombia is popping. Shit. Uh, she filmed the scene in Cali. I know where that is because I watch Narcos you know what I mean? on Netflix, so I'm smart. Uh, it was then uploaded to Pornhub. You know what I'm saying? Amateur porn hour before it was later deleted because she was breaking the vi- uh, Valley de, Cal- de Coca regulations that require a mask to be worn at all times on public transport, even if you're going to flick the bean on the bus. The woman is seen in gloves and a face mask when she is approached by a man as she is buying a ticket for the bus. The pair agree for her to use a love, a love sense, a lovence, love, it's like lovence. Okay, that's a weird name. A Lovence vibrator, which is controlled by an application on the man's phone. And he records her while she uses it on the bus. Apata sucia. Hello. Um, on one of the scenes, she can be uh, seen to remove her mask, her face mask. And this meant she broke the country's health rules. Wait, wait, wait. So that was the moment when we decided that she broke the country's health rules? Because I'm pretty sure it, she had already broken the fucking country's health rules when she shoved the love sense vibrator of her fucking... You know what I mean? No? Are we... Uh, is that allowed in Colombia? Because I don't feel like that's allowed on any public transit bus. <clears throat> what the fuck do I know? Um... The video, uh, let's see, let's see. The woman then reportedly gave the man her underwear as a memory. Hello. As the video ends, which was also arguably unhygienic. Yeah, no shit. Um, the video is said to have been widely popular. <laughs> Super popping on the old hub of porn. Before it was taken down and the authorities are now working to confirm the identity of the man and the large-breasted woman in the clip. Hello. All right, well... Oh, he's got... A, I didn't even notice what this picture was, but they got a picture of her on the bus 
looking very uncomfortable. She thicker than a snicker. And um, he's got an app for the phones where he's controlling the... Uh, you know what I mean? Cool. Tight. Well, the pair could face fines for breaking safety measures ordered during Columbia's coronavirus lockdown. Well, Florida... I keep thinking Floridians are fucking up. Colombians apparently are getting taking it to a new level. Fuck that. Fuck going to the beach. I'm going to fucking use a vibrator with no mask on a public city bus. Hello. <laughs> um, Oscar Ortiz, who's the president of Metro Cali, the company in charge of the buses in the city, said the porn video on the bus will be sent to the authorities in, a, in order to identify the actors. The company added in a statement that the video showed a lack of respect for other bus users. Yeah, then nobody, like, you know what I'm saying? She didn't hook anybody else up in the bus. Damn. She could have given the driver a little, a little old-fashioned or something as a thank you. You know what I mean? The police investigation is ongoing and no fines or sanctions have been reported. Mad nuts have been busted, though. <laughs> not one fine, not one sanction. Mad nuts busted all over the world, all right? Watching this fucking bus fiasco. Uh, shit, there's probably a ton of right-wingers, like an old elderly people from Palm Beach that jerked off to the video just because she had no face mask on. <laughs> They're like, yeah, freedom is fucking free. She's not fucking wearing her face mask. She's breathe, bitch, breathe. Oh, oh, yeah. <sighs> According to the latest figures from the Johns Hopkins University, Columbia has registered 91,995 cases of COVID-19 and 3,256 related deaths. Dark turn. Hell yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, look, I don't, I don't write the stories, folks. I just fucking read them, okay? I just read them. Shit. Um, speaking of saucy hoes, saucy women, all right, excuse me, saucy bitches, um, woman finishes off wine after crash as police find bottle of rosé and a glass in her car. There's only one place that this could fucking be happening, and it's got to be England, baby. It's got to be the United Kingdom. The fucking best boozers I've ever known in my life. All right. Golly. Two women were arrested on suspicion of drunk driving after a serious crash with one of the women finishing off a glass of wine as the police arrived. Damn. Ball Z. Damn. And they say white privilege is not a thing. All right. <laughs> White privilege is not a thing, but yet this bitch finished off a fucking a wine tasting in her car after getting into a fucking DUI accident. Officers were called to the collision on Lime Cross Road in Hoyton, which I believe is Liverpool, in the early hours of Sunday following the smash between two vehicles. A white Mercedes, white privilege, a white Mercedes car had careened into a blue parked Ford Focus car with both vehicles sustaining significant damage. Police said when they arrived at the scene around 4.15 a.m., goddamn, one of the women was finishing off a glass of wine. Hmm. Didn't want to waste the vino. Photographs taken showed an empty wine bottle in the footwell of the passenger seat along with a glass and what appeared to be a second full bottle in a storage compartment because Karen was not fucking around. She was locked, loaded, and ready for a whole nother fucking round, baby. Golly. Um, second bottle was found near the handbrake. Today, Merseyside police say they've arrested two women aged 33 and 35, hello, both from Hoyton on suspicion of unauthorized taking of a motor vehicle and drunk driving uh they write drink driving here is that is that the united kingdom thing is that i've never heard my mom or anyone say drink driving drink driving 
Oh yes, I never drink drive. Is that a thing? Or they just they just typoed it twice. Anyway, um, they've both been released under investigation because white privilege. In a statement, I don't even know if they're white. I'm talking mad shit right now. In a statement, Merseyside police said officers were called at around 4:15 a.m. on June 28th following reports of a road traffic collision. White Mercedes car is reported to have collided collided with a parked Ford Focus. Oh, she hit a parked car. And then two women aged 33 and 35, both from Hoyton, were arrested at the scene on suspicion of unauthorized taking of a motor vehicle and drunk driving. Wait, so they stole a car? I don't get it. Well, they've both been released under investigation. Surprise, so fucking prize. All I know is, that's some gangster shit. That's some thug life shit. You know in the, the videos on the internet when they show somebody doing some gangster shit and then they like slow it down, put the little glasses on them and then play some like gangster rap thug life shit, Tupac or whatever? That's some shit. The cop rolls up and the car is smoking and it's fucking, the fucking, the, the bumper falls off and they open up the door and she's like, cheers. Yes, cheers. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. All right, moving right the fuck along, baby, because we have no time to waste. Um, now there is an airline that I flew once when I flew uh, out of England while, while visiting my father to go visit my grandparents who retired to Spain. And it's called Ryanair. And I'll never forget what it's called because my grandmother's last name is Ryan. Um, well, my grandparents' last name is Ryan. So um, when we went on to go see them, I always thought it was a funny name, Ryanair, because it's their last name. So it always stuck with me. Now, what I didn't realize at the time was Ryanair is the spirit airlines of Europe from what I could tell. Uh, I've flown a couple other international airlines that fucking suck balls, but Ryanair is pretty fucking terrible. Pretty goddamn terrible. Um, and now they're in a little bit of a scandal. Two pilots from Ryanair were under investigation last night after a video emerged of one pilot using a rubber chicken to operate the Holiday Jet's throttle. Ryanair bosses have launched a probe into the, quote, unprofessional scenes by the highly trained pair in the cockpit of the Boeing 737-800. Now, if you've been on Ryanair before, um, if it's not a surprise to you or me that the person piloting the plane is doing it with a rubber chicken. There's no surprise there. Like, that'd be like... If you were on Spirit Airlines and you're like, nah, I'm pretty sure there's just um, two cockatiels or whatever that are, are in the pilot seat running the plane because everything on this sh- fucking plane is just bullshit. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's two fucking, you know, two birds, uh, basically, instead of pilots. It's basically like that. Um, so these guys were up there fucking driving with a rubber chicken. Why they videotaped it? I have no fucking idea. And then why would they post how did this footage get out again what is going on with the posting of the dumb shit in the footage filmed by one of the pilots the first officer turns the open mouth yellow and red toy to face the camera before using it to push the throttle lever forward on the jet (laughs) and it's also not even that funny um what's up with these fucking ryanair bitches not it's not even like hilarious for like oh he's a rubber chicken and i'm using it to fry the plane (laughs) like is that how is that how bored we are um, in another clip from the video, the giggling pilot is like a fucking, this guy's high on whippets. The giggling pilot squeezes the plaything, causing it to squeak, sparking guffa, guff, guffaws, guffaws, guffaws. How the fuck you pronounce that? Guffaws. Gaffs. 
Is that what that is? How do you spell gaff? Y'all are learning with me, and I'm learning gaff. That's that's very strange spelling. That can't be how it's spelled. All right. Sparking gaffs among the crew. I'll take it. The tomfoolery is thought to have taken place as unwitting passengers boarded the flight at Birmingham. Other snaps sent to the sun show a first officer holding the chicken by the neck while seated in the cockpit. Oh, no. He wears headphones and sticks out his tongue in another. In a third, he hangs rosary beads off critical cockpit controls. These motherfuckers are bored out of their minds. Um, wow. You always wonder what the fuck is going on in that cockpit. Now we know. Uh, the pilot was based at Birmingham Airport, but is now understood to fly out of Pisa in Italy. He and his captain face awkward questions from irate airline bosses. A source told The Sun, fancy using a rubber chicken to- toy to move the instruments before takeoff. This is so unprofessional, it makes me worry what else is going on in the motherfucking cockpit. This is a terrible look for Ryanair, and that's saying a lot. Uh, the aviation safety consultant David Gleave said, It's a fun video, which is entertaining and de-stressing the pilots, and probably designed to be shared among their friends, but you could argue it damages the brand. <laughs> You think? You know what I'm saying? I don't want... That'd be like you going in for surgery. You're about to get like a, a life-threatening, you know, a life-saving or threatening surgery. Oh, we're just going to do brain surgery on you. You know, it's it's, it's not going to be routine, but we're going to do the best we can do. And then the dude puts out, pulls out like a fucking like goddamn whoopee cushion or whatever and sits on it. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm such a fucking laugh riot. Bitch, I don't want you to be funny. I want you to fucking keep me alive, all right? I don't want to see you and your friend playing fucking rubber chicken games before we fucking take off and fly thousands of feet in the fucking air, all right? Jeez. Get the fuck out of here. All right, we got another one from the UK, and this one my sister sent me, so shout out to my sister. Hello, Jess. How you doing? It's Rec Wednesday. I hope the kids are enjoying themselves at the pool, you know what I'm saying, and you're just chilling, relaxing, listening to your brother talk some shit. Now about to talk to, about the story that you submitted. Yeah, I mean, it's interactive radio, bitch. <laughs> uh, personal trainer, 45 years old, sues woman for 130,000 pounds. That means like dollars after catching a cold sore from kissing her on a date, leaving him traumatized with a virus for life. This Forensic Files episode is fucking lit. Martin Ashley Conway, 45 years old, says he's been traumatized and his work affected. He's a personal trainer who claims he caught cold sores from kissing his online date and now he's suing her for 130,000 pounds after the virus left him, quote, traumatized. Um, This 45-year-old man said the woman he knew as Giovanna Lovelace, that should have been your first alarm right there. Oh, yeah, I just met this girl on Tinder or whatever. Oh, yeah, no, I'm super excited. We're going on a date. What's her name? Jo- Giovanna. Oh, okay, that's kind of nice. Oh, she give you her full name? Like, if you got to find her, like, on the street or whatever? Oh, Lovelace. Lovelace. Giovanna Lovelace. Yeah, I would have been like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do it. My bad. She's like, why are you judging me? What's your last name? I'm like, Miller, bitch. Plainest last name you ever fucking heard of. I'm safe as fuck. You over here with Lovelace. Sounding like fucking Deep Throat over here. The fuck? Um, yeah. Well, anyways, Joanna Lovelace, she failed in her moral, ethical, and legal duty to inform him of the risks before the couple snogged. That means make out. During a romantic meetup in London last year, he insists she was negligent and owed him a duty of care to protect him from contracting the herpes simplex symptoms. Mr. Conway, who's from Paddington, like the bear... West London says he fell ill several days after the date with flu-like symptoms, mouth ulcers, and a panic attack for which he was rushed to the hospital. Oh, no. He's seeking 130,000 pounds because 
I mean, when I think herpes simplex, you know, lifelong virus, I'm like, mm, what could cure that? I'll take 130,000 pounds. Um, let me see. He's asking for 130,000 pounds for the infection, which he claims has blighted his personal and professional life. I mean, it's blighting it even more now because you're in the Daily Mail guy. I don't know. I might take that. I might take a private L on this one or sewer. But why are you, do, why are you going to the paper with this? I don't, people are fucking weird. Attention whores. Um, apparently, he paid 100,000 pounds uh, for fortnightly therapy until the age of 79. Get the fuck out of here. Damn. Let me find out. 79, that shit fucking sucks. No wonder he's trying to get shit. I'll be trying to get a million pounds. A million pounds, eh? Um, why am I doing A? I don't know. It's not Canadian. All right. Anyways, his date, who is in her 30s, is fighting the central London County Court compensation claim, which her lawyers believe will be thrown out as frivolous and vexatious. Damn. Uh, the fitness coach who met Giovanna Lovelace on meetup.com or meetup.com described the fateful date in his claim form. He writes, I met the respondent in May 2019, and we communicated daily, and this developed into an emotional and romantic relationship. On the 4th of July 2019, the respondent invited me to an evening out. I said splendid. The respondent met me in central London, and we kissed. It was sensual. So bloody sensual. Later that evening, after sharing intimate kisses already, she informed me, as her makeup was coming off, that she had a cold sore. Ugh. I had no knowledge of cold sores, having never been infected with them before, and was not aware of the contagious nature of cold sores. Mr. Conway says he began to experience a cough two days later and had flu-like symptoms within a week. He thought he might have COVID. He was like, damn, all right, well, at least it's COVID. He was like, wait a second, no, it's motherfucking herpes? Bitch! Ulcers then began to develop and spread in his mouth, which he found extremely distressing. He says he found eating painful, and after calling 111, that's like 911, and being referred to hospital, he was diagnosed with the lifelong virus of herpes simplex virus and given medication. A few days later, he had a motherfucking panic attack, panic attack, and collapsed at home after seeing more ulcers appearing and had to be taken to St. Mary's Hospital in Paddington by ambulance. He said, my illness was worsening and I was unable to eat or leave my apartment adding that he endured a few weeks of not leaving his property except for medical appointments. Mr. Conway, well, that's the whole fucking world, guy. We're all in quarantine, bitch. Mr. Conway says he has been left at a higher risk of catching a more severe ailment, including the rare but devastating sporadic encephalitis. He also claims he can no longer go cycling, as he worries that the heat and stress will cause a flare-up. And fuck that, that's what you're worried about? I'll be worried about fucking. Shit, fuck bike riding, bitch. If I got that shit, I'd be like, damn, now I got to worry about this anytime I want to get my fuck on. This is bullshit. This is crazy. I sue her for trillions of dollars just off of that alone. Fucking up my sex life, bitch. Damn. Um, also, the stigma and pain of having the virus has its psychological implications, which are hard to manage, he says. Mr. Conway also continues that while 
Uh, the simplex may seem to be an innocuous disorder. The pain and unsightly lesions uh, cause patients distress. Problems such as shock, anger, guilt, and depression are commonly reported, and these may be intensified by the lack of control that patients feel they, they have over the disease. I have suffered from depression in the past, and I fear that I will need regular psychological support to manage the added psychological burden caused by the nature of the infection which has been given to me by this lovelace charlatan <laughs> mr conway says the relationship with the woman broke down after he caught the virus you think you think uh no I'll, after that you were like you know what let's fucking move away meet me and montauk like <laughs> this fucking guy oh god i was upset angry and very confused i wanted justice I wanted herpes justice, and it was then I decided I wanted to take legal action against the respondent for the illness she brought upon me. He continues, as a herpetic, a herpetic? Is that, am I saying that right? A herpetic or herpetic? A herpetic. As a herpetic, the respondent had a moral and ethical legal duty to warn me of the risks that I should be exposing myself to, considering the contagious nature of the virus and herpes being a virus for life. Motherfucker, I did not freely enter into the risks. I don't know why his voice is getting higher for some reason. I did not freely enter into the risks relating to the injury or any type of contagion. I was kissed before I was informed of any cold sore. The respondent owed me a duty of care and a harm was reasonably foreseeable. Foreseeable. <laughs> Damn, this motherfucker can talk. Yeah, they writing a book with this motherfucker. I'm not going to read all this shit. Only got so much time. Come on now. Well, he's suing the fuck out that bitch. This is basically the end of that story. And um, he's a personal trainer, so he's mad. He's like saying he relies on sensor motor function and spatial ability to perform. And all these sores, cold sores are fucking up his balance. Like, I didn't know cold sores could affect your gravity, but apparently that's a thing. And, um... The case reached court briefly in February for a pre-trial, also a pre-trial, both of those happened at the same time, a pre-trial directions hearing and is due back again for a further hearing later this year if the world can ever stop fucking melting down. Now I feel like anxiety for him. I'm like, yo, if we don't get this world back together and like fucking solve our fucking pandemic problems, this guy's never going to be able to get justice for his fucking herpes simplex. All right. This is bullshit. I won't be able to sleep at night. I don't know about you guys. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, man. What a world. What a world. What a world. Shout out to my sister for sending that story because that story was enter fucking taining, bitch. Um, yeah. All right. Well, um, we got a fucking quite the shit sandwich brewing down here in old FLA. So you know what that means. We got to check in with our favorite fucking segment. It's my favorite. I don't know if it's yours. It's definitely mine. And it's Get on the Florida. Okay. So I think you should use this idea for your Florida, Florida segment and get the out, out of here. So I came up with Get on the Florida because when the cops come arrest you with their handcuffs, they're like, get on the floor so that they can put the handcuffs on. And since it's about Florida and all the crazy stuff that happens there, which is usually involved with the cops, so get on the floor, duh, is Florida. And also, get on the floor, duh. I mean, get on the floor. So I think you should use it because I'm smart. Get on the floor, <laughs> 
Yeah, checking back in right now, live and direct. It's motherfucking 93 degrees, but it feels like 102, baby, and rising. Welcome back to Florida, the motherfucking sunshine, gunshine state. It's FLA. Get on the Florida. All right, first and foremost, I've made a decision. I'm not going to put the duh on the end of Florida because you know what? This is our state, goddammit. All right, and you know what? I know there's a lot of dumb shit in Florida, but I still live here, motherfuckers, and I'm smart. All right, so the duh is overkill as well. It's just like, all right, we get it. And also the whole thing, Rhea's whole joke about why we named the segment "Get on the Florida" was she was like, "Yo, you know, it's like the cops, and they, you know, they want you to get on the floor." So it's like all this dumb shit. I know we don't always cover criminal stuff, but a lot of times it is criminal stuff. But I want it to be like floor, floor. So it's like get on the floor, F L O O R. You know what I'm saying? And then the the I, obviously. And then fucking, you know what I'm saying? We're going to do just DA, baby. Because, you know what I'm saying? It's it's really the floor part we're remixing. You know what I'm saying? I feel like duh is, it's like overkill. You know what I'm saying? I still didn't put up a poll because I'm procrastinating. I just don't want to, I don't want to let my state down, you know? I don't want to just criticize us, you know, even more. Um... I really should put it to a vote, but I feel like most people who listen to this show aren't from Florida, so you have no problem dissing the fuck out of my state, all right? This is bullshit, all right? Y'all got some whack states, too. Y'all got some bullshit going on in y'all states, too, all right? All right? The fuck? Um, I'm leaning towards not doing the duh part of it, all right? I will put up a poll, though, just because I feel like, fuck it. I, I'm a democratic motherfucking diplomatic kind of motherfucker, <laughs> so I feel like uh, I should really let the people decide. Anyways, I'm just telling you how I'm feeling. Um, regardless of what the fuck I call this segment, there's still going to be all kinds of bullshit going on in Florida. First and foremost, all the people out here in the streets arguing about the masks, just fucking stop it. Stop arguing about the fucking masks, all right? Fuck. What the fuck is going on? Um... I don't get the whole conspiracy theory really about the masks. I really don't. Like, first and foremost, conspiracy, like ultra conspiracy theorists, tinfoil hat wearers, if you will, wanted to tell us that the government's tracking us. They're using facial recognition. They're going to see us everywhere we go. There's cameras everywhere, blah, 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 blah. Now the government's telling you, okay, like for safety, you know, to prevent the spread of this fucking shit, we want you to cover up your, your mouth and your nose. And everybody's lost their fucking minds. Um... And so I don't understand. How's the government getting by on us on this? It's just a compliance issue. That's really it. You really think that because they're like, yeah, we made them wear masks. Now we're going to make them our fucking slaves. All right. I don't fucking see it. I don't see it, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, maybe I'm a skeptic. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm naive. What the fuck do I know? I'm just a fucking rapper. I'm just a fucking songwriter. All right. I'm just a beat maker. I, I just, you know what I'm saying? the fuck i don't know but i'm i just i find that leap bef- like between wearing masks and then all of a sudden we are like we've been dominated and we're st- submissive to our government i find that a fucking stretch and then on top of that it's just not i don't think the government really wants us covered to cover our faces i don't really you know what i'm saying like motherfuckers can commit crimes easier that way like they can't tell who we are all the way with the masks on I just don't see how that makes the population easier to control. I just don't see it. Maybe I'm stupid. I don't know. If, like, uh, you know, 10 years from now, we're all fucking, you know, 
like just asking f- to even be able to fucking take a breath of fresh air like in space balls then i'll go back to this podcast and i'll eat my own dick and i'll be like damn i was wrong i'm sorry guys we should have said no to the masks all right we should have said don't take away god's precious breathing machine all right anyways um amongst all the bullshit disney world's gonna open everybody fucking hooray uh my wife's favorite place um other than paris is disney world and the magical world of sell you every fucking thing in the possible world that you could ever want the fucking magical most magical place on earth is planning to reopen despite spikes in covid19 cases because crisis what crisis uh despite the spike and calls to postpone the reopening, a Walt Disney World spokesperson confirms to Fox News uh, 35 that the parks will open in July as scheduled because we are going to get this fucking party rolling. All eyes are on the Disney's Florida parks after Disneyland in California just postponed its reopening plans amid a wave of new COVID-19 cases over there. So California normally kind of sets a little bit of a precedent, but California is way smaller. Um... You know, the park size. So Disney's still negotiating with unions that work at Disneyland who are concerned about public health. Many are now wondering if Disney World will follow suit due to Florida's spike in cases. The Actors' Equity Association is calling for the Mouse House to hold the gates. There is also an online petition with more than 10,000 signatures. And uh, Robert Niles, who's the editor of ThemeParkInsider.com, that's a website, said that Disney World could decide to delay opening at any point. I wouldn't rule it out at this stage. I wouldn't rule anything out, he added. Actually, he had, if he has themeparkinsider.com, that's his website, I'm going to guess that he sounds like this. I wouldn't rule it out at this stage. I, I wouldn't rule anything out. This is really a day-to-day situation at this point. <laughs> so what makes Florida different from California? Well, the number of coronavirus cases are matched. Now said Disneyland was never given the okay to reopen. So they never got permission from the state of California yet, and that's why they have to postpone anyways. Uh, whereas Disney World had an all-clear to open nearly a month ago. Um, and also a possible factor in the decision to delay Disneyland is that the no-ticket reservations had... Oh, they hadn't taken any ticket reservations yet. Uh, here in Florida, of course, tickets are already booked. To me, I just told you, it's 95 degrees outside. It feels like 103. Um, and it's going up. It's rising. Who the fuck wants to go wait in line during that, like, temperature and then wear a mask the whole time. That sounds fucking dreadful. That one sounds terrible. The only thing I could think that maybe it might be worth going is because nobody's there. That might be, like, we went to the zoo the other day. It was chilling. It was very, very low-key. We didn't see a lot of people. Um, so maybe that's why you kind of, finally you can, you know, ride the slinky dog ride without fucking having to sweat your fucking balls off the whole time. I don't know. Well, anyways, the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom are oh, set to open July 11th. Epcot and Hollywood Studios will reopen July 15th. And I will be at none of those fucking places because fuck that shit. <laughs> All right, moving right along. The same situation that's going on for Disney is, of course, I got to mention it anyway. It's still going on for the fucking beach. Uh, the, they are out here trying. Motherfuckers in Florida are trying to go to the beach like it's nobody's business. But unfortunately for them, um, they just closed the beaches here in Florida. They closed the um, beaches for July 4th. Um, so no beach for you, beach. Uh, yeah. A rise in documented cases was reported in 36 states in the state in the in the whole U.S. With uh, Florida being one of the top states. Woohoo! We win. Fuck you. 
Uh, it reported 9,585 new cases Saturday and 8,500 more on Sunday. Woohoo! Saturday's total, a single day state record, bitch, since the start of the pandemic in March, rivals that of New York. You know, New York always trying to sun us, yo. You know what I'm saying? All these New Yorkers trying to be better than us. You know what? We could be sick as fuck too, all right? The fuck? Um, so there you have it. New cases bring the statewide total to 141,075. Florida is now reporting 3,419 deaths. Coronavirus related, dark turn, which is an increase of uh, 29 since Saturday. And of course, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is out here acting like he's killing the game when in fact he's killing the people. Goddamn. They got a video of this motherfucker like two months ago or a month ago being like, you know, everyone was saying that we were, you know, we we're going to turn into New York and I don't see any, I don't see us turning into New York because we're so fucking we're killing the game and everything we're doing is amazing. And now look at us. We're New York, New York, bitch. Um, this guy is a fucking moron. Uh, so there you go. Well, if you guys liked my music and liked anything about, you know, meeting me in the, on the road or, you know, enjoyed my fucking art, my contribution, I hope you enjoyed it because apparently I'm going to uh, sink in a fucking sinkhole of uh, Floridian stupidity. It's going down. We're all going down. Get on the fucking Florida. Get on the Florida. <laughs> all right. Well, I got one more for you guys before we move on. Um, let's go to Odessa, Florida, a place I have heard of. We're not gonna we're not gonna scratch any new places off the map today, apparently. But uh, Odessa, Florida. We are gonna scratch off a headline I've never read and never thought I would read ever in the history of ever, and that is woman sues for paternity test on goats. Get the fuck out bah, of here! Bah. Odessa, Florida. Bah. A Florida woman has filed a lawsuit seeking either a paternity test on her goats or a refund, and she's not fucking kidding. Chris Hedstrom, she filed the suit against her neighbor Heather Daner last month seeking DNA for the goats that she purchased. Hedstrom paid Daner $900 for five Nigerian dwarf goats in December. Racist. According to the lawsuit, Hedstrom believed the goats Bella, Gigi, Rosie, Zelda, and Margot, <laughs> Margot, we're kooky, we name our goats fucking kooky shit, could be registered with the American Dairy Goat Association, a group that records goat pedigrees. Registered goats have higher value. This is Florida? Fucking goats in Florida for real? Like, I'll never be seeing goats just kicking it in the farms in Florida. I never see that. That's weird. Anyways, registered goats have higher values than unregistered goats. You know what I'm saying? They call it goat privilege. Daner, who's been selling goats at Baxter Lane Farm for about 10 years, she's got a decade in this goat slang of business, you know what I mean? Typically provides information to her clients so that they can register their animals themselves. She said the father goat was registered, but the Tampa Bay Times reports the American Dairy Goat Association rejected Hedstrom's application to register the babies because Daner is not an active member. Proving paternity would require about 40 of the father's goat's hairs, uh, hair follicles, for a DNA test. Um, wait, what? Proving paternity would require about 40 of the father goat's hair follicles for a DNA test. So Hedstrom wrote Daner a letter requesting the DNA in February. Daner offered to refund the money in exchange for the goats. She said Hedstrom called police on her for three months straight and has trespassed on her farm. A Hillsborough County Sheriff's deputy visited the property at least three times in the spring. Daner said she didn't hear anything else from Hedstrom until the lawsuit was filed. Now she's taking that bitch to fucking goat court. Dun -dun. 
This bitch wants to find out who the father of this fucking goat is. What's his pedigree? Go court. Go court. Go court. Coming to Netflix this October. Look out for it. Um, yeah, cool. <laughs> Florida women doing their thing to rep for the state. We might have to come up with a Florida woman theme song soon enough. But for now, there's only one man that gets his own theme song. And you know who the fuck that is. Florida man, Florida man, lives in Florida, say he's Florida man. Florida man, Florida man, get on the Florida, it's Florida man. Watch out, here comes Florida man. Looks like some gator dookie. I'd rather see python dookie. Python, python. Holy shit, that is a big This ain't gonna be easy. Because I'm in all this vegetation right now and she's all intertwined in it, I'm probably gonna have to go right for her head. Whew, my heart's pounding, son. I haven't caught a big one like this in a while. She might be the biggest I've ever caught. God, she's big. All right. Here goes nothing. Yee-haw! Yeehaw! Oh, goddamn! That's the sound of the motherfucking python cowboy, in case you didn't know. Miami-Dade fucking county, bitch. Uh, it sounds like it's in a whole different state, but no, no, no. Python cowboy, we're claiming him. He's ours. His name is Mike Kimmel. He's a conservationist. He's a contractor with the South Florida Water Management District, and he's known as the Python Cowboy. He's got an Instagram uh, popping. He's got a YouTube. He's, you know what I'm saying? He's your modern day fucking snake hunter. Um, and this motherfucker just confirmed the new fucking record for the biggest python catch ever official measurements were taken and the giant snake measured 17 feet and seven inches and weighed in at 135 pounds goddamn he caught the snake in an everglades spoil island in the francis s taylor wildlife management area this video is epic i recommend you go after the show and check out youtube python cowboy and then there's a video that says catching a giant python on python island or some shit like that and the video is intense this dude is amazing and fucking he just went in there and just wrestled with this fucking 17 foot snake he takes a bite i don't know you know what i'm saying no spoilers or whatever but he it's it's pretty intense that shit had me on the edge of my fucking seat Shit is Florida as Florida fucking gets. God damn, props to him. And um, in case any of you are getting a pita boner right now, um, the reason why he's out there wrestling snakes is because uh, pythons are an invasive species. They wreak havoc on the Florida ecosystem. Uh, the Water Management District's uh, python elimination program has removed 3,000 pythons to date, and they have independent contractors like the python cowboy out there, um, 
finding these snakes and euthanizing them, removing them because they don't belong in that fucking ecosystem and they're only there because some fucking jerk off bought a snake and just said, ah, fuck it, I'm, I'm done with this snake and just let him, let him out and went, fucking keep America great and fucking drove off. So, um, yeah. So you got people like him uh, out there having to remove them because they're fucking up all the rest of the wildlife. None of the wildlife out there has the proper skill to the proper instinct to fight off the snakes. Like, you know what I'm saying? This ain't fucking Brazil, bitch. This is fucking Florida. So, yeah, um, apparently they're they're out there trying to just bring balance to the force. But you got to see this video. This video is amazing. This is some Florida man ass shit. I'll, I'll try and post a little clip if I can on IG if that doesn't upset the fucking powers that be. But uh, Florida man, Florida man, we're going to tip our hat off to the South Florida Python Cowboy confirming a new massive catch. The new record, that fucking snake is massive. Insane. 17 feet, 7 inches, 135 pounds, Fuck yeah. That's fucking all snake, all Florida, baby. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm a Florida. <laughs> yeah, and it wouldn't be a Florida fucking man segment. It wouldn't be an argument, a full argument about masks and the fucking government and fucking Obama or any of that shit without a word from a genius Florida man. So let's get our last Florida man segment, our last Florida segment for this week. Uh, let's get a word from this fucking scholarly genius. So I just left Walmart. See it behind me? So I'm in a county where the state just passed your, uh, I don't know what it is. The county commissioner made a Hitler type ruling that just says, you know, I decided everybody has to wear a mask if they go inside of a store. So I purposely wore this mask today. You can see my mouth through it. You can see me talking, right? And it just goes to prove that it's not about safety. Because if I sneeze, if I cough, if I talk, if I spit, anything I do is gonna come right through this mask, obviously, because this isn't a mask designed to um, be used in hospitals or anything. This is for, I think it's for dirt biking so you don't bust up your face. But the point is, is nobody looked twice at this mask, nobody gave me any shit, and nobody ever will give me any shit because it's not about safety. What it is, it's just about compliance, right? I complied, I was a good little sheep, I had a covering on my face that doesn't protect anybody from anything and not one person said a word. Not one store employee, not one other person in the store, not even a security guard that happens to, to be standing watching this particular Walmart. They all looked at it. They all looked at it like, huh, oh, that's interesting. And not one person said a word. So two experiences today. Number one, I went on to a public transportation and I asked them to arrest me and drag me off if they had to. I said, I'm willing to do that. They said, nah, it's okay, you don't need to wear a mask. Then I went into a private business where it's a mandate by some random person who wasn't elected and it wasn't a law. And I wore a mask that is obviously not gonna protect anybody from anything. If I got a, if I got a virus, dude, it's coming right through this mask and right into you, nobody cared. So two instances today, I totally debunked the whole point of wearing this damn mask because it's not about safety, it's 100% about compliance. And if we all start doing this stuff and we all start pointing it out and we all start making videos, then they're gonna knock it off. Because if we don't knock it off, if we don't get them to knock it off, then it's over for us. What's the next thing gonna be? Oh, you can't go out, you can't fly on an airplane without taking a vaccine. You can't go to school without a vaccine, right? All of us have to do our part 
to stop this madness, okay? I, I don't really care because I don't have a job that they're gonna fire me from for doing this type of thing. If I get arrested, I don't care. I'm not gonna fire myself. Some of you might have that as a situation. And if you do, and I, I guess you just gotta do what you gotta do, you gotta comply. And that's what they're counting on. They're not counting on guys like me that don't give a fuck. You can drag me out and I, I hope, I actually told that guy, I hope you beat me and kick me in the ribs so we can get that on video. So then we can prove to everybody it's not about the mask, it's about compliance. So. That's what I wanted to prove today. Obviously, I proved it 100%. So now everybody else should go do it too so we can end this madness. Yeah. Slow clap for you proving it 100%. Wow. You really fucking showed them. Holy shit. This guy in one place, oh, they told you you didn't have to wear a mask because some people didn't care. Oh, whoop de fucking do. You really proved the whole system's totally flawed. And then you went to Walmart to prove whether or not a fucking system that's supposed to be placed on a whole fucking city, a whole country, a whole world, a whole planet. Oh, let me figure out if I can, you know, if I can figure out where, you know, where can I get the best, you know, where can I get the best knowledge of a situation? I know I'll go to Walmart to test out this theory. <laughs> Walmart, that sounds totally plausible. That makes all the sense. And then I... I just, again, man, I just don't, I don't know, this whole compliance thing, like, yeah, they're just going to get us to wear masks for no reason, and then they're going to fucking inject us to even get on a plane, like, bruh, calm down, just calm down, you you think you, can, you uncovered some government conspiracy because you made it through a busy Walmart in Tampa with a fucking hockey mask on, bruh, come on, man, you can't really be that stupid. And low-key, the mask he's wearing, yes, it does look stupid, it's like a mesh mask that you would wear for, like, um... What do you call it? A uh, paintball or something, you know, like and yeah, it ain't protecting shit. But the dude at Walmart that's doing security, bro, he don't you know what I'm saying? You're not dealing with Sherlock Holmes here, bro. You know what I mean? Come on. Um, but, you know, apparently fucking, the, you know, the freedom fighter over here, he's really cracked the case. So we all need to, you know, not comply and make sure we don't wear masks. Yo, man, I know you're not supposed to say shit like this and it's kind of negative and whatever and it brings bad juju to you, but. I kind of hope that guy gets fucking coronavirus. Is that wrong? Is that wrong? Because, come on, man. Like, what the fuck? Just wear the mask, man. I don't get it, bro. I don't get it. I just, just wear the mask to go into Walmart and out of Walmart. The government is not going to realize they can fuck you even harder than they do already because you you anonymously went into Walmart with your fucking mask on, bro. I just don't get it, man. I don't know. I don't see the big deal, but what the fuck do I know? Really, the only way I could see it really agitating people and really getting on your nerves is... You know, you have to work a 10-hour shift or, you, you know, you work at a job that's real hot or you do something in the, in the outdoors and you got to wear a mask. That shit sucks, you know, and I get that. Um, but I recently saw a video of a girl who had asthma. She had breathing problems and shit, and she was testing her oximeter. She had an oximeter. I don't even know that was a thing, but apparently you put it on your finger and it, it reads the oxygen in your blood, I guess, or I don't know how science works, but... Anyways, this fucking girl was testing it with all the different masks. The N95, a regular, like, face cover that everybody rocks now. The big, like, the gas mask style N95s. And her fucking oximeter, oxim oximetry rate or whatever never changed. It was at 99% the whole fucking time, man. So, I don't know. I don't got the answers. I just know I'm a compliant-ass motherfucker. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I'm British. What do you want? You know what I'm saying? We either take shit over or we just follow directions. It's either one or the other. Or sometimes both. But... 
when I go into Walmart, I'm just like, yo, we'll put a mask on. You know what I'm saying? And when I run into people and I don't have a mask on, because sometimes I walk my kids and it's out, it's hot outside and I haven't like fully complied with doing the mask when I just walk around my block right quick. Um, and I, if I do happen to bump into somebody on the street, I do. I feel bad. I feel kind of bad. I'm like, damn, I should have a mask on just to put you at ease too because you don't know if I'm sick or not, even though I think I'm not. But you never know. And I haven't been tested. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't got the answers, man. But this dude fucking thinking he's like uncovered the code because he fucking went into a fucking spot and they they said he didn't have to wear a mask which there's plenty of places like that all over the fucking world it just that that makes no difference of nothing and then he figured he cracked the code because he got to wear some mesh mask in walmart oh big whoopty fucking do you know Florida man Florida man annoying me it's the Florida man you live in Tampa, Florida, bro. Shut the fuck up. Shit. God. Come on, man. Really? People can't be that fucking stupid. Get on the floor. <laughs> or maybe they can. I don't know. Well, that was it for Get on the Florida and Florida Man. Thank you for coming back down to the Sunshine State with me. It's hot, it's humid, and we got mesh masks, and we're fucking not going to comply because we're not going to take it. <laughs> we're not going to take it. Oh, man. All right. Moving right the fuck along. Um, We didn't have them last week. I gave you guys a break inadvertently. It wasn't on purpose, but I gave you guys a little break from the Spence Meister, I mean, from the Spence man. But he's back, folks. Like him or not, he's fucking back. Um, Normally, his segment won't be as long as last uh, times or this times because last time, you know what I'm saying, he reviewed The Fallen and he had a little tongue-in-cheek review of my video. And this week... He's got a review of Meridian 2. So we're going to listen to Spence's thoughts on Meridian 2. And he's promised me that going forward, the segment will be shorter. So when you hear from him again, it won't be at such length. But I'm very interested to see what he has to say about Meridian 2. Let's see if he's got any snark for me. I haven't listened to it yet, so we can listen to it together. You know what time it is. He's your favorite. You know it. He's my favorite. He's your favorite. He's everybody's favorite. It's my juice pants. You'll recognize it's uh, Spencer here. Biggest fan. Uh, I've seen every single episode of the podcast. Hey, recognize Spencer here. A long-time caller. I've been calling him for years. My juice pants. It's my two spins. My two spins. Oh, you got an opinion? Oh, you can't have it, because it's my two spins. Spins, yeah. Hey, Rex, so I guess it's time for the review of your newest EP, Meridian Part 2. Um, to you, the listener, if you haven't listened to Meridian 2 yet, go listen to it. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. No, seriously, go right now. We'll, we'll wait. It's only like 15 minutes. We'll wait for you. All right, that's probably enough waiting. Uh, so let's get right into it. Um, so first track, High Water. Um, I thought it was great. It's a real catchy hook. Um, overall, pretty relatable song, just like about drowning in stress, like metaphorically and like in this case, literally, I guess. Um, I think the production's pretty good. Not, not too many complaints there. Um, I personally prefer the first verse to the second verse. Um, mostly just because I thought the first verse just had like the, the most fucking fire lyrics. Like it was very highly concentrated lyricism. Uh, you had shit like medicated and stressing for the Medicaid. Uh, you had 
like really like um this is like a really visual one like break down these fucking walls break up powder this place take no more of your calls find me high up in space and just like i just like i don't i can't really describe why i like that other than just i think it's really visual and it just like paints a picture and yeah i really dig that um then you have the uh the whole let's see it's uh i got Three deals on three wheels, two clips for a free meal, four down on a mean field, fifth stone gets me killed. Uh, like, obviously, I just, I like the counting of that. Uh, it's a good lyrical technique in general. Uh, you explained on the on the listening party what each of those lines meant. You actually had a, had a meaning for each of those that was good. I was thinking I might catch you up by being like, explain what you mean here, Rec. But no, no, you had, you had an explanation, so I was glad. Uh, that was dope. Um, yeah, overall, uh, High Water was a good, 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 consistently good song. Not not too much, uh, not too much to say other than that. Pretty pretty good one. Uh, High Water is also the track you know that I listen to first in terms of like not just because it's the track order, but because you you gave it to us first. Um, I've had it. I've been listening to it for I don't even know, like almost. Has it been like a full month now? I feel like you you gave it to us like a long time ago. But yeah, I've been listening to that song for a while now. Um, so out of all the other tracks, it definitely has replay value. I've been listening to it the, the, the most in total out of all the other songs for sure, just because of the time that I got it. Um, anyway, so going into the next track, What's End. Um, this was my personal favorite off the EP, um, which I, I guess goes against your expectations, but I don't know, I just thought it was great. Um, some things I really like about it, um, for starters, the repetition use was just absolutely on point with this fucking song. Uh, literally, the beginning, middle, and end of every fucking verse, like, calls calls back to, to the other verses, right? Um, I specifically really like the uh, starting lyrics for each verse um with you know the increasing anxiety and the increasing like drug dosage to the point of just like the drugs i mean i guess they're kind of working because you say you take them to to feel calm but it makes it sound like they're maybe not working at the same time uh and then obviously like fucking like back pains and shit like that or even to the point of as you say a cripple back um yeah i just i thought that was really good the repetition was great um I love the hook on this song. It's catchy as fuck. Just when it when it drops and it's a you can find me locked up in bed. I just think that shit's great. Uh, Burns extra vocals on the chorus was great there. I actually didn't even like. I thought you were just like a, a background vocal in it when I first heard it. I thought it was like Miyagi and I was thinking maybe Burns. I wasn't really sure. It sounded like you had like a few people on it. I guess it's just like vocal effects or something. It didn't it didn't really sound too much like you. Um, it, personally, I think this song will probably have the most replay value on the EP, uh, just, you know, in my opinion. I feel like it's probably, out of all these tracks, the one that, whatever, two or three years from now, I'll still be playing pretty heavily and still still be like, damn, this is a, a good, on-point track. Um, other than that, I really don't have anything bad to say about this song. It's it's, pretty, it's probably just a 10 out of 10 song. I think it's, I think it's great. So going on to the third track, Simple Back Then. Um, this was personally my least favorite. That's not to say, you know, it's a bad song or anything like that. Just out of these four tracks, if you made me put them in an order, Simple Back Then would be number four. 
Um, that's obviously the minority opinion, because during a listening party, you had us vote, and that song was overwhelmingly the winner, and had, like, whatever, 22 votes by the time you read it off, so, uh, it was, which was, like, I don't even know, 50% of the total votes or something? I don't know, it was, it was the clear favorite. Um, I thought, the, you know, the production's fairly interesting, but it's not really, like, my style of beat, but it had some cool stuff going on. It had, like, the, the weird, I guess probably it was just on the keys, but some kind of weird, uh, weird instrument that I was assuming was done with the keys going on. Um, that was interesting. Um, I dig the chorus on it. Um, I particularly like the uh, put pressure on just to make our backs bend line. I thought that was really good, and then the the little four-bar vocal segment that follows, that's really nice. Uh, just the singing on the chorus in general, I think, is, is really nice. Um, the song has good storytelling, um, which I guess when I first heard it, I didn't... It, it, I did think of it as a storytelling song, but I also guess I, I didn't really until I wrote out the lyrics and was kind of looking at it and was like, oh yeah, I guess it, I guess it is. Um, I really like stuff like, uh, I was young and dumb, we broke into the old abandoned cinema for summer fun. I like that line, I just, I like the flow of it, I like the picture it paints, and uh, obviously the song's like a nostalgia song, and that's a, a good way to paint the nostalgia. Um, in that verse though, you started it by saying this was in fifth grade. Did you, did you, you broke into the old abandoned cinema in, in fifth grade? I'm questioning this wreck, I'm doubtful, I'm hesitant, okay, I don't... I'm, I'm not saying that rappers be lying, but I don't know, man. Were you that much of a G in fifth grade? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, part of the reason that I might not be like super as stoked on this song as others is uh, I'm not someone who's like super nostalgic about my childhood. I know like pretty much everyone is, but I don't know, my childhood kind of sucks. So I don't really give a shit. But <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, you know, that song's, that song's all right overall. It's not bad or anything, but for me, it doesn't necessarily do it. But it, it, every every component of it, like, is not, it's good. Like, it's, it's none of, none of the components are bad. I just, like, don't necessarily vibe with it or whatever. You know how it is. Anyway, um, going into the fourth song, Coldest Dish. I think the beat's pretty fucking hard. Um, your rhyme schemes, your flows are all fucking dope on point uh some really good storytelling all the way through uh some good examples of some storytelling uh i'm aging along they tell me to pray but my faith is decaying it's fading it's gone like just really good showing of the passage of time particularly the faith is decaying it's fading it's gone i just fucking uh that's just nasty just fucking nasty um another part is the whole blame you for the past, blame you for the present, that whole segment with, with present. Um, pretty good repetition use there. Um, you got three distinct meanings out of the use present that I saw, um, but you did use the word in total, like, I don't know, six times or something. Um, but I don't know, I, th I thought it worked and was pretty effective. I thought it was a, a pretty good example of some storytelling repetition. Um, I have, like, kind of mixed feelings about the third verse i'm kind of like confused by it because i'm like what did the brother do to to get killed man what did he do um and i don't know like it like i i have the lyrics for the verse like i can see it i don't like I, it's unclear to me from it but i don't know um 
I I kind of like when I upon reading it, I was thinking like, is he maybe actually talking to himself? Because like he kills himself at the end of the verse, but it seems like he's he's probably not. But you easily could have changed it to that, and I may be thinking maybe it would have been more effective um, in terms of an overall story if the protagonist was just talking to himself um, and then just killed himself at the end. Because like literally the entire verse of that would still match that. Um, Cause I just like, I'm like, what did the brother do? I don't really get it. Um, but also like, I know that I'm not supposed to, I'm not supposed to like empathize with the protagonist that much. I mean, he did just kill a bunch of innocent people in the, in the second verse, the whole, the whole family didn't really do anything right. It was just the mom. Um, so I get that I'm supposed to have a kind of mixed feelings about him. I don't know. Uh, other than that, I thought the hook was good. It's an effective storytelling hook. It contrasts with the verses pretty well. And those scratches are sweet. Nice fucking scratches. Um, other than that, the EP as a whole, um, in terms of like sonic cohesion, how all the songs work together, they're all like fairly different songs. That was something we all noted kind of right away, um, which can be good or bad. Um, I think as long as you stick to one or the other, either really sonically cohesive or just each song pretty different, I think you have to go one or the other, right? Because um, it appeals a little more broadly if you have each song be different, so I think that's fine. Um, I guess High Water and Wit's End are probably the closest. High Water is like more aggressive and I guess like kind of soulful. And Wit's End is like more poppy, I guess. Um, but they're, they're kind of similar. But other than that, all the other songs are way out there. Anyway, overall, uh, Meridian 2, great EP. Check it out if you haven't. I don't know why the fuck you haven't if you haven't. Um, I'd give it like a solid 8. Um, I'm, you know, I don't know. Uh, scoring systems are hard. Especially with an EP, it's only four songs, and it's going to be a bigger part of an album later. But I don't know, like, solid eight. That's what I'm feeling. Uh, anyway, back to you, Rack. What do you think of this review? Um, I went way over on my time. I hope that's okay, everyone. Please don't hate me. <laughs> anyway, see you next week. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was my two Spence. Make some noise for Spencer. Oh, man. I'm going to make a my two Spence t-shirt, and on the back, it's going to say, sorry if I went over my time. Um, so there it is, Meridian 2 spoilerish review. So I'm sure by now most of you motherfuckers should have listened to the project already, so I wasn't worried about playing the review. But, um, you know, Spencer's always in depth with his thoughts and his feelings about the stuff, and he's very, he analyzes it bar for bar, you know what I'm saying? That's why I give him the chance to speak because he does go in depth like a motherfucker. Um, so that's cool. Um, what I will say, a couple things that I remember off the top of my head is uh it wasn't that i was that g as a fifth grader to break into the uh abandoned movie theater it was a that the movie theater was very inviting for we it was um i used to live right by uh hollywood mall which is famous because that's the mall that adam walsh got uh abducted from back in the early 90s i guess um so we lived about three or four blocks from there in the Hollywood Mall. And um, across the street when we first moved there, uh, I was in my second half of fifth grade. I switched to elementary schools like during that, that year of fifth grade. And um, they had a movie theater there that was open at the time. But truth be told, the verse started in fifth grade um, when I first started writing it. But when I got to the cinema line, I was already starting to scan a little bit ahead because I don't think the cinema actually shut down until, oh man, 
uh, might have been like seventh or eighth grade. It was a few years later. It wasn't a ton years later, but it was a few years later because uh, I saw a bunch of movies in that theater before it closed. And then when it finally did close, they shuttered it up, but they didn't shutter it up properly enough. So it be- we realized walking by there one day that it was super easy to get in there. And it was abandoned. They had a bunch of old like movie like accessories in there that was left behind and fucking you know the letters that you write up on the marquee and and we broke in there and fucking just ran around and it it was it was easy to do so it wasn't very intimidating because i wasn't like super g or anything i wasn't claiming to be that but i also had a friend named barry who was my best friend at the time who was like he was g i was just like a follower you know what i'm saying like the way i follow burns in my adulthood i used to follow burns um, Burns. The way I used to follow, fuck, goddamn, the way I follow Burns in my adulthood, like, you know what I'm saying, in terms of looking for, like, what's acceptable, like, how to, like, operate in certain ways uh, as a big brother, I used to do that with Barry in elementary, no, in middle school, sorry. So, uh, he was he was a fucking you know what I'm saying that was my guy and we still friends to this day and he was always into the knucklehead shit he was always down to do some sh- like some some shit that wasn't maybe all the way acceptable so I really probably I want to I want to say I followed his lead in terms of busting into the theater but it was a memory that I'll never forget and also was obsessed with movies even back then so just to br- to go in to enter the theater uh, with no one there and to like get to see you know what I'm saying the shit it was like peeking behind the curtain to a degree even though the shit was abandoned it was i don't know i just it was a memory i'll never forget um so yeah it wasn't like we were gangster kids or nothing we did some hood rat shit but it wasn't i don't know you know what i'm saying i just happened to i just happened to be around for the right people to do the wrong things at that time but uh and then what i will say about coldest dishes yes the last verse is me man that's it i said brother at the beginning of the verse to throw people off the scent. I didn't want you to know, listening to that record, that it was me until the last couple lines and then the reveal of I blow my brains out. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I didn't want that, like anyone to know that the main character was talking to himself at the end. But the three people he blames for all the shit that happened to him, he's blaming the priest, obviously, for fucking abusing him. Then he blames his mother for letting the abuse take place and being neg- negligent. And then, most of all, he blames himself, as a lot of victims do, um, of victims of abuse like that. They blame themselves because they think that it's their fault. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I followed that narrative of that it, this this guy thought it was his fault. Um, and he thought it was his fault so much and he was in such pain that he ended up taking his own life, which is the shocking moment of the movie. You know what I'm saying? It's the shocking moment of the of the of the saga of the story. Um, and I said brother in the beginning first because the, ver- the first verse starts with father for the priest, the second verse mother for the mother. And I wanted to keep with that pattern. And I also knew that, like, I, how could I address myself but still keep the family aspect element of it you know uh and that's why i said brother but i i say brother to everybody i call everybody brother if you've ever met me i'm like yeah what's up bro what's up brother whatever i use brother a lot in slang just to re- refer to other other people other dudes so um so to me it was just like i was looking at myself and calling myself brother you know what i mean uh in the in the in the story so i could i could tell i played it in the studio at in the mayday studio and noms asked me at the end if it was about my brother the last verse and that's when i was like oh man if you're not really fully dialed into the story and listening word for word for word and just like kind of background listening to it 
you might miss it and i think a lot of people may get confused but that's cool i'm i'm cool with that i'm willing to accept that i'm willing to just you know i think if i do a video for it that's when people are really be like oh shit you know they'll really get it if i lay it out visually for them but that's what it is it was me it was never the brother um it was always it was always the man the man the myth um so there it is there it is everybody my two spences meridian 2 review all in its fucking shining glory um thanks spence we appreciate you thank you for the fucking uh attention to detail as always <laughs> um all right so um i need some more breakdown suggestions i feel like i have a few that i like got lost in my shuffle you know what I'm saying? I need a few breakdown suggestions. Do you have a Mayday or recognized song or a song that we were featured on uh, that you want to hear some background on? You want to hear like maybe an old demo version of? Um, I need you to hit the link in the show notes um, or um, no, actually don't or anything. Just fucking hit the link in the show notes and send a voice message uh, to the show. Remember, it's a minute limit. So you got to you got to keep it under a minute but uh if you have a song you want to hear some background on uh let me know and i feel like there's a few of you guys i'm missing already so if you haven't heard your breakdown and you've already sent in the request do me a favor resend me the request uh so i can get another list going of songs that i need to break down uh so for this week we're gonna skip the breakdown and uh let me reach out and take a couple lines and see what's cracking out there in the gtfoh world i love your music um, can't remember when it was that I started listening to you, but you're awesome. I've met you twice, once backstage, and you probably won't remember me. I was so freaking nervous, um, but keep on, keep it on. Shit. Yeah, that was Misty Keesler. What's up, Misty? Thank you so much for the line. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I need more context to know if I remember you or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, we meet a lot of people. Uh, I think I counted last time we shook maybe like at meet and greets alone on the last Tech Nine tour, we shook like 3,000 hands, I think, something to that effect. And that was like just during the meet and greets, you know, um, that wasn't even like at, after the show, before the show on the street, you know, all that shit. Um, so, yeah, we meet a lot of people on the road, but it's crazy. It's crazy who I do remember and don't remember for the most randomest of reasons. But I definitely need context like, uh, you know, when you where we met, what venue, you know, what city, all that shit. So um, but yeah, I'm glad we met and I'm glad I hope the experience was good. And um a lot of people when they come to the shows or they you know they if they get backstage or they say what's up to people they get real nervous and um what i will say always to strange music's credit is practically every artist on the label if not every artist on the label for sure has always been so gracious with the fan base that i've never seen anyone disrespect a fan in my presence uh, on strange that is i've seen other artists do it but i haven't seen any of my label mates do it which i always thought was really fucking cool um even all the way up to tech you know and this is like when, when people are acting within reason some people get drunk or they act they say some crazy shit to us and whatever that's what it is but when people are acting cool i've always seen everybody on strange be cool right back so much love misty thank you for calling i appreciate it i hope you enjoy the new music i hope you enjoy the music to come you are the shit um much much love let me do another one Yo, Rick, it's Denny here. 
super excited to cop that poster on that uh, little movie trivia challenge there. That was a tough one. Um, wanted to wish you a happy Canada Day since you were born in the Commonwealth and also happy early Independence Day. Hope you're having an awesome week. I have a question for you. I was wondering where all your nicknames came from. Uh, anyways, uh, much love, respect, peace, Kanye out. Kanye out, French for win, motherfucker. Happy Canada Day for real. Man, the last time that we toured Canada, I think it was either last time or the time before. I think it was the last time we flew into Vancouver on Canada Day. It was fucking tight. We literally, <clears throat> actually, the guys flew in before me. I had something I had to do. I don't know what it was, but for some reason I couldn't leave when they left. And I, I came a day late and I flew in on Canada Day and I got there and it was just the streets was popping. We were in Vancouver. The food was bomb. The fucking beautiful women on the street. It was just like such a good vibe, man. Fuck. Love Vancouver. Love Canada. Canada Day is fun. You know what I mean, so much love. Happy Canada Day. Happy Independence Day. You know, I'm British. I don't really give a fuck about Independence Day. But nah, I'm American too. I'm American. I fucking love it. July 4th. Yeah. Um, so yeah, happy all the days. Because every day seems like they're all running together during this current crisis that we're in. Um, but yeah, congratulations, my guy, Denny. Won, uh, he's one of five winners. I had a little uh, contest on my Patreon where I hid... Uh, five movie titles references five movie references in promotional posts uh, for Meridian 2 so for the four songs on Meridian 2 each one had a prescription sheet listed on my Instagram and I had done a contest for Patreon where people had to guess they had to tell me the five references the first five people to do that got um, this poster from this Polish artist called Shadowlander who did a really dope piece of me um, that our homie Paul uh, bought and fucking donated to give out to some crew members which i thought was really fucking cool and um i thought i was being clever and cool and shit i mean i thought it was cool i'm a movie head i'm a cinema cinema addict i'm also a cinnamon addict but a cinema addict and um i thought i was being real slick about it i thought it was, i didn't think it was gonna be that hard but then like damn i fucking i thought it was gonna get solved quick it took like a while i mean the spencer got the first one fucking who surprise surprise my sister got the second one and she was like look i just wanted to play the game but you know you don't have to give me a poster or nothing i mean i'll take a poster but if like you know there's other people that, that want a poster or whatever so i was like well look if 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 a bunch of people answer right and get it then you know i'll i'll, I'll pass your poster on to somebody else but if not you know i'll hook you up whatever because my sister collector she collects like posters and prints and stuff like i do so i was like you know what nah, i'll hook you up it's whatever and then so two more came in real slowly and the fifth one didn't come in until i launched the shit on what saturday it didn't come in until tuesday so i thought i was being real clever and slick or whatever but apparently not <laughs> apparently it was a little bit too fucking tough um well anyways <laughs> uh the answers for anyone who was wondering and didn't check the patreon page was uh what was it let me see it was unbreakable Jacob's Ladder, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, V for Vendetta, and The Count of Monte Cristo. Those were the five movies. And those were, you know, I didn't put them in randomly. They all kind of had something to do with, um, for the most part, they had something to do with the track. Uh, so High Water was like Dunn's Water Aversion Therapy, which is David Dunn, the character from Unbreakable. And then you had, you know, with a simple back then, I did like something about the button theory, you know, the whatever. So it's like thinking back when you're young, you're old, whatever. So 
they all had to do with V for Vendetta and Monte Cristo, obviously, Revenge for Coldest Dish. So they're kind of related to the song. But anyways, um, Denny, to answer your question about the nicknames, um, back when I first started rapping, I, I picked up a nickname, Otto Frank. At the time, um, I just... I wanted another character that wasn't like my normal recognized self <laughs> and uh Otto Frank was a name I just I don't know where the fuck I even came up with it to be honest with you but um it was just to me was gonna be like me speaking like my mind with no filter no holds barred you know what I mean because I considered my normal self to be quite passive so that was like that was something I picked up for a while never really used so that it didn't really I never really rode with it for too long but later on around the South Beat era we started um well i started like a a clique of of like artists that were all like you know in the same area um and we called it baggins family because i was just like yo we all some down-to-earth motherfuckers you know lord of the rings we all nerd and you know we get the nerdy reference or whatever and then we we came up with that each uh baggins name had to start with a b you know i'm fucking obsessed with alliteration sorry for skeptics the war within pressure point uh so i love alliteration so i was like yo it's gotta start with a b so i was at the time i was like mine's gonna be billboard baggins um and i don't think burns might have given it to me if i'm not i can't remember if i came up with it or he came up with it and we were saying because i i did like to graffiti at the time and i got my name from graffiti um, and also like I had started the whole shit and Bilbo was kind of like, you know, I'm saying the main dude in the Hobbit. So, you know, I just kind of picked that one up. Um, and then I started to like just shorten it to do Billy Baggins when we were just talking shit and fucking around, which is why it's Billy Baggins if you nasty. Uh, so yeah. And then, um, you know, I have a few other nicknames here and there that I never really like, you know, don't call him Craig. You've heard Bernie say that on some tracks before because they used to call me Craig David back in the day because I'm British. And for some reason, they thought I looked like Craig David like when I was younger. I don't know. I don't know about all that. But uh, so, yeah, I just um, I think that's it. I think that's kind of all of them, you know, I don't have a ton of nicknames, but, you know. Really, Billboard Baggins and Billy Baggins is just the same shit. It's just the shortening that I just doing it to be funny. <laughs> but yeah, there it is. You can never have too many fucking rap nicknames, you know? I want to have more. I need to have more fucking nicknames. Am I missing any? Nah, that's it. That's all I have. <laughs> um, so there it is. All right, Denny, thank you for calling. I appreciate the line once again, my bro. Um, that poster will be in the mail to you soon. If you want the chance to win cool shit like that and you want to get down with us, check out Patreon dot com forward slash w-r-e-k-o-n-i-z-e we're working on a crew ep right now i'm going to be ba basically making everybody an executive producer who's uh participating all you got to do is get in on any tier um they start at three bucks they go all the way up to 20 bucks a month and you get uh exclusive access previews to new music uh you get behind the scenes stuff we do we have a discord chat server you know what i mean we have a bunch of cool shit monthly freestyles that are exclusive no one else gets to hear um so yeah come holler at us over there and join up with the crew um all right let's see if we got one more line before we wrap it up for this week well hello as usual, and I've listened to your new project that and I have to say that I might be your best work yet. You are a hero to me. Keep up the good work, God bless, recognize.
recognized by God bless the United States. Yeah, all right, President Barack Obama, everybody. Excellent. Who would have knew? I'm shocked. He, I would have knew he was a listener to the show and a fan of the music. I mean, I knew he was into good music. I just didn't know he was into mine. That's fucking great. Hey, shout out uh, Barry. You know what I mean? He's my guy. Much love, Barry. I appreciate the call. Uh, appreciate the line. That's wonderful. I've always wanted to do a line with a U.S. president. That's fucking super tight. And um, yeah, fucking that's a way to that's a way to wrap the show right there. Getting props from old Barack. Uh, um, there it is, episode twenty-one, folks. Thank you for coming to tune in. I appreciate you guys um, keeping it going, keeping trying to get our fucking. Just when we thought we were gonna get out of the tunnel, they're starting to pull us back in. I don't know what to do, man. I don't know what to do. Um, I love you guys, man. Uh, I, that's all I can say for now. Uh, fucking wash your hands, social distance. Fucking don't stop fighting the power with the masks. And let's, um, I'll see y'all next week. How about that? Um, play the song. It's that time again. We gotta say goodnight. You know it's getting late Tomorrow is another day My friend All right, people It's time to go home Yep Losing time We're ready to head on out So let's go You don't have to go home But you can't stay here Now you're making me mad You're gonna make me swear Get the fuck out of here Finish up that beer You might as well call it a night, my friend So long, arrivederci, sayonara Get the fuck out Ciao, good night Bye-bye, so long, farewell See you later, alligator In a while, crocodile, shake it now Get the fuck out Get the fuck out of here Come on, give me a fucking break Can I get a Hey, you, fuckface, get out of here! What do you fucking get care for? Get the fuck out! Yeah, you! The GTFOH Podcast. Learn more at thegtfohpodcast.com. Just what the world needed, one more podcast. Get the fuck out of here! Get out of here!